Greg Collins, Substitute Teachers Lounge. You know, it's been a while since we've talked about a fun tool we can use in the classroom. I came across one the other day just while I was watching television. I caught myself laughing, and I'm thinking, you know, I could use this in the classroom. Thought I was a genius, and then I realized there are other resources out there to do this same thing. So let's talk about it. Let's see if it's going to work in your classroom. Now, you know me, you know I like to have fun in the classroom. Educational fun. I hope that's what's going to, what it's going to be today. Haven't really talked about tools in the classroom very often. You know from past episodes that I've always been a Kahoot fan. That doesn't always work with every age group. I think it goes over better with middle school, especially the sixth grade, than it does with high school. Sometimes I test using Kahoot. But I'm always looking for something new and fun to do. You know, it's funny. My wife and I, we used to organize youth camps. And we'd pick one week out of that series of camps where we would go and actually be, you know, the director for that camp week. And we always found, you know, soccer goes over fine volleyball, baseball, football. We would organize basketball, some events around those. But the coolest games, the ones they enjoyed the most, were the ones we made up, the ones that were as crazy as possible. I don't know how it happened one year, but we found in the storage room a bunch of fake, I guess, Halloween-type plastic hats like can they were look like construction hats of course but they were just made of very thin plastic thin enough that we could put like a bobby pin through the bottom of that and the game we played on our water day is a relay we filled up a bunch of water balloons each team had to carry a balloon they'd have to get up out of a chair carrying a water balloon run to the other end of the parking lot where their teammate was sitting with one of these hats on that we had poked that bobby pin through. So what was going to happen, they would break the balloon on that bobby pin, and of course, everybody's going to get wet. Then they would have to, the person that just got the balloon broken on top of them, they'd have to run to the back of the line. And it was really a hilarious fun relay and everything goofy we did like that the better well i was watching television now i'm a big game show person and i always like to do game shows i I do i pull some jeopardies you know a lot of teachers have designed jeopardies you can actually go to their website and there's a place to design jeopardies for your classroom feel free to do that that's a great tool too There's a show that restarted a few weeks ago, and it's Password. And I remembered Password back from the, you know, I'm an old guy. I'm 64. Today is, I'll give you the reference date. It is, well, it's October. I guess October 2nd, 2022. I'm recording this at the end of September. That's what threw me off. So we're almost up to fall break. The new version stars Kiki Palmer, the and, and it's produced by Jimmy Kimmel, who's always on there. And those those two are hilarious anyway. So I knew it was going to be a fun reenactment of Password. The old Password had Alan Ludden on it, 
Betty White. I mean, we just lost Betty White recently, and I always loved that old show. I still put on the game show network every now and then and watch some of those old game shows. But I was watching Password. I thought it was hilarious. It's hard to describe. I would encourage you to go back and watch the reruns on NBC. They, it, the show comes on at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Usually, they're doing some reruns. Watch an episode, get a feel for it, and then I'm going to destri- describe a way to use it in the classroom. Basically, it does this, and I'm going to play you a clip from the old version of Password. I don't want to get into too, you know, in a situation where I would infringe on a copyright of some type, even though, in effect, it would be promoting their show. But I will go back and find an old episode from, I think it was back in the 50s and 60s when this was on, to give you a feel for what it, how it works. But I think this would be great to use in a classroom format. And, you know, and I came up with that in my head while I was watching the show. But, you know, when I actually did research and you, you can find on, you know, like Teachers Pay Teachers and websites like that. There's some people that have already made their own password. But a lot of you, I'm going to even say most of you, don't use those materials. I've actually used some of them. But, you know, it's Teachers Pay Teachers. So, you know, if the teacher goes to the trouble to design something, they deserve a little remuneration for that. So I don't mind them doing that at all. But I know some of you really don't want to pay for things. You want to maybe create things on your own. The premise behind Password and, you know, pass the word Password has become such a part of our vernacular these days that you immediately go to that. If you just type in Password, you're not going to find this game show. You're going to find probably stories about how passwords were stolen and stuff like that. It's not that kind of Password, okay? Here's the way it works. There are, the way they have always played it, now obviously you wouldn't play it this way in the classroom, there's two celebrities that are given a piece of paper that shows what the password is. It's a word that they have to make their teammate guess using only one-word clues. And when it starts, whoever's turn it is has the option of either passing or play. So if you see the word and you say, all right, now both both teams have the same word. If you see the word and you're thinking, you know, I don't think I can get that on one word, but I think I know what they're going to say as the first clue. And then after that clue is out, I can say my word and my teammate will get it. So there's all that strategy involved. Let me play just a clip from the old show for just a moment and you can kind of get a feel for how the game goes. Then I will describe how you can use it in your classroom. Betty White, the very same password to Jack Parr. And as they look at it, we'd like you to look at it as home. Password is stage. Okay, Betty, first clue sure. See if you can get Bob to say the password. Theater? Artist. Theater artist. No, nine points, Jack. Door. Stage. Yes. All right. Now, I don't know if you heard the host there at the end, but he said, watch the gestures. So basically the rules are that you can't gesture with your hands, but 
you've got to watch Jimmy Kimmel play this. So watch for a rerun of that show because he's actually pretty good at it. He uses his head. He uses, you know, he's kind of a little master of voice characterization. So he can talk like other actors and actresses. Sometimes if you talk like that, that will help with the clue. But here's what I picture in the classroom. The first thing I pictured was, well, I think this would especially be good if you're learning the vocabulary for a topic. You know, science has a vocabulary. English obviously has a vocabulary. Even if you're reading a poem, maybe the teacher wants the student to to remember keywords from that. Well, those keywords are the words I'm picturing that you can use in your classroom educationally, I guess is the best way to say it. So here's what I would picture you doing. The first step, of course, would be for your class, and since this is for substitute teachers, even though I know we have some teachers listening too, keep some of these, I call it in my back pocket, keep these ideas in your back pocket so that if you've got a few extra minutes, you can go through this competition. They'd get a big kick out of it. And you really wouldn't even have to prepare the words in advance. If you didn't want to, you could get those words from what you watch your students have to work on that the teacher left you know, throughout that class period, maybe save 10 to 15 minutes. And then here's what I'm picturing doing. You could either divide your classroom into groups, maybe, you know, maybe by row. I know the last class I was in had four rows. We could have done it like that. You have the front person turn their chair around and write so that they couldn't see what you were writing on the whiteboard. And then the next person in the row would be the one that have to answer. I would picture it not allowing anybody else in their team, even though they can see the word, that they could be the audience for this particular clue, but they can't give suggestions to the person guessing. So you write a password up on the whiteboard so that the student that just turned their chair around backwards can't see it. Or I, I said that backwards. What you need to accomplish is the person holding the password can see it, obviously, but the one whose turn it is to guess, that's who needs to have their back to the whiteboard. So you write the, the password, the word, the vocabulary word, perhaps, that you're going to use that day or that clue up on the board, and the person that's guessing it has to have their back to that board so that they can't see the word. Everybody else can see it, including the students that are giving the clues. So you let the student decide whose turn it is. Well, are am I going to pass or am I going to play? They give the clue, and then their person on their team tries to guess. Or you could just maybe turn one person's back to the board, show everybody else in the room the password, and then let them raise their hand if they think they have a good clue. And you could give points both ways, maybe. Points to the person that guesses, points to the person that gives the clue. Each time you take more clues before you get the answer right, you have to, you know, the point value drops down. So you could play a little game that way. Here's what I'm picturing. Let's say we're in science class. Right, let's do math because a word just popped into my head. Let's say we're in math class, okay? Let's say that the password you're going to have them guess is 
triangle, okay? Now, in a math class, this might only take one clue. So you write it on the board. The two people that are competing, or maybe four people, if you've got four rows, they have their backs to the board so they can't see the password. You write down triangle, okay? The rest of their team starts giving clues, perhaps, or however you decide to set it up. Well, if you're in a math class, your perfect first clue for the word triangle is three. Now, that person, I would assume, would go first, say three, hopefully get them to say. Now, if they don't say the correct answer, it's what you have to be careful of. The next person that gives the clue, they can't use any part of that word in their clue, so they can't say angle. They could say maybe, what, polygon. They could say sided, because now you've got clues out there that are three and sided. And that's the way I picture this working. You could do this for science. You know, I'm trying to think. You all know from it's been almost a year ago now, probably six months, actually, when I was teaching science class. It's a standing joke, although I joke, I, I poke fun at myself more than the teachers poke fun at me. I struggled so much with valence electrons. Maybe one of the clues, something to drill this word into their head, maybe you want to use valence as a clue and maybe the or, or as a as the password and maybe the first clue that that student wants to give is bonding something to that effect if you don't know anything about valence bonding which i didn't either you'll have to look that up but right now now i i i don't i, I can think back of everything i've said for the last few minutes and I'm, i didn't give it a perfect description there is no way you will see how enjoyable it is unless you go watch. And they're all over the place. I just looked it up on YouTube. Kiki Palmer is the host. If you type in password and Kiki, K-I-K-I, you'll find it. The way they play it is hilarious because they get pretty arrogant about it. They get excited when they get it right and the other team didn't get it right. I see it happening in the classroom. I see frustration when you think you have the perfect clue and your teammate doesn't get it. And, you know, if, if the rest of the class thinks that they should have got it from the clue, there's some pressure there. So it's really a lot of fun. You can play it in any classroom. Now, the ones that you can buy on Teachers Pay Teachers, They've actually put together several, a, a package that you could purchase, and it's got a whole bunch of list of words that you can that you can keep. You don't have to make up your own. You can have them ready. They've got suggestions on how to play. They've got ideas about how they structured their classroom to make it even more fun. But I'll be honest, I watch a lot of game shows because I'm that kind of geek, and Password is one of the most entertaining because it's it's laughable through the whole thing. It's laughable, of course, because Jimmy Kimmel and Kiki Palmer are there, and they're very funny. But yeah, I guarantee you, try this at least once in your classroom. It is going to be laughable in your classroom. You're going to have a great time. And then this, sorry, teachers, this monotonous version of class that sometimes they go through every day has all of a sudden turned into a fun project, a fun game they can play. And it is my theory that if they see the word valence in this game, 
they're going to remember it more than if you just had the, gave them a list of vocabulary words and told them to go at it. So watch Password. I don't care if it's the new version, the old version. Figure out how you can use that in your class. And you've got a really new, fun tool to educate your students while they're having a lot of entertainment in the classroom. And that was supposed to be the end of this episode, but I just realized as I was editing it that that whole time I had been saying Jimmy Kimmel, it's actually Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, of course, is hilarious. He says a lot of funny things, does a lot of voice characterization. So that's who's the host. I started to go back and edit it every time that I said Kimmel and try to insert Fallon, but that was just going to be totally goofy. So I'll just admit my fault right here. Jimmy Fallon is the producer of the show and is always on the show. Kiki Palmer is the host. I hope you figure out ways to use that in your classroom.